I got to tell you, the next guest we have on, uh, Sheriff Bouchard, doesn't need really an introduction. He's a pillar in our community. He is someone that has been on the uh, side of law enforcement, fighting the bad guys and fighting for justice um, ever since I've known him for over the last 20-plus years. And a gentleman, Sheriff, thanks for coming on. Todd, my pleasure. Good to be with you. Welcome back, Cotter, as they say. Well, uh, that was a show. I don't know, Addison, you probably don't remember Welcome Back, Cotter. But anyway. Um, yeah, neither do I. Old reruns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, have seen you uh, a couple times in the in the past uh, month or so. Um, I, I saw you talking about um, borders um, and uh, some crime sprees that were taking place. Um, have, you know... Where 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 is that right now? You you don't think of Michigan of having issues with, you know, borders and necessarily gang violence in that in that realm of criminal the criminal world. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the whole country is prone to criminality um, and prone also to be subject to the fallouts of what an open border does and certain policies you know first and foremost i think we all are big supporters of immigration and the process and that needs to be fixed our immigration system's broken it needs to be timely sure it needs to do proper vetting and it needs to create a process where people that want to come here for a better life have that we want that but what we have now um you know i get briefings on this and i listen to different things in both the classified and the non-classified realm and what we have is people stream across the border from countries all over the world. Uh, one of my counterparts in California was at the border when um, they did a snapshot in time. And the number one person uh, or country, if you will, coming across the border in California was mainland China. And they were fighting age males. Um, obviously, when you've got people coming that literally have to fly to Mexico or someplace else and then cross the border, their motive is subject to question. Now, um, you know, and it's not just there. It's countries that really don't like us. The numbers have spiked exponentially from uh, Yemen, from Chile or um, from Iran. Uh, you, you name the country, and we're seeing them come across the southern border. And the other issue that we have is that the visa waiver program, there's only mm. one country in South America that has the visa waiver program, it's Chile. Yeah. And they're not at the current moment in full compliance with the requirements of that, which is basically an expedited way to come visit. And so uh, and I'll tell you why, but we've asked the federal government to withdraw that visa waiver program for Chile. That means people can still come here and visit, but they have to get a traditional visa, visa. Yeah. just like the all of the other South American countries and a vast majority of countries across the world. Because what we have seen here, specifically in Oakland County, is we have been uh, the target of Chilean gangs focused on yeah. high-end home burglaries, which we've had probably 40, and also robbing. 40 uh, within what time frame? Uh, well, we had a big spike for about three months where we were having multiple homes hit uh, in a series of days. So probably wow. over a period of about three, four months. Wow. Wow. Um, we were getting hammered. And then we also had two 
uh, armed robberies of jewelry stores. All of the people that we have caught so far have come from Chile and have violated the visa waiver program. <laughs> so this isn't something that's abstract. This is concrete. Yeah. And you know, as this developed, I communicated with intelligence units from uh, both federal agencies and other police agencies and found that is a very large problem that's existed for quite some time. But somehow in more recent times, we have very much gone on the radar of these groups. So as a result a of that thing. and the, the huge spikes of these right. literally costing millions of dollars here in Oakland County, uh, I called all the chiefs in southeast Michigan and we created the southeast Michigan uh, task force um, that is focused on this threat, on this concern, and it includes federal agencies, state and numerous local agencies, there are about 35 agencies on this task force. Wow. To think of all the resources that you're spending on this particular issue is kind of mind-boggling, right? So uh, I can't imagine, you know, we we have enough issues to deal with in our backyard. Add on to that and your, uh, I guess, quiver of, of issues that you have to deal with and the resources and the money, you you know, you have to spend for it. It, it kind of boggles the mind. Uh, I don't know. But you know what? If there's one person that can make it happen and uh, it, the initiative to bring in the communities a- across the board of uh, southeast Detroit, it's you. Um, I, you know, I, I have to I have to ask you a question. I know we got a, a little bit of time here, um, a couple minutes, but. I have just looked at and I've gotten probably, uh, you know, every friend that owns a gun or someone that's concerned about uh, having a gun. The new gun law uh, uh, that has come into place, you know, candidly, when I saw the stats of twelve hundred over twelve hundred kids between the ages of two and 17 killed. Um, by uh, uh, guns and accidental-type shootings, uh, the majority of them, 75% of them, happening in homes and the like. Um, it just it blew me away. But I think this is going to be a learning curve, isn't it, for you and for everybody as it relates to this? Yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, there's a, a number of laws that were passed by the legislature, and it absolutely will be a learning curve for everybody um, on a lot of different levels on all the areas that it touches. Uh, But you're right. I mean, I think most folks that are gun owners, you know, want to be responsible and and should be responsible. I mean, with great rights comes, you know, responsibilities. And, you know, I mean, I obviously have always had firearms. I've been a police officer since I was 20 years old. Um, And, you know, even when I wasn't a police officer in my hiatus when I was a senator, Obviously, I still had the weapons and the training and everything that went with it now that I'm back. So pretty much the whole time my kids have been born and grown up, obviously, we had weapons in the home. And I took very specific steps to make sure that those weapons were available to defend the home, but not available to kids, um, either mine or others, until it was, you know, a time when that made sense for them to learn. And then there was a process and. And it was still, you know, under my lock and key. Um, But we also want to make sure that people that are living alone don't have to secure it in such a fashion that they can't get to it to defend themselves. 
Thank you. You know what, Sheriff? I'm going to have to have you back on. It's going to be a longer segment. And I do want to talk to you about the cyberbullying. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Yep, my pleasure, too. Well, good luck with the, the second edition of your great show. You're the man. Thanks.